Welcome to Tanked Up, the self-proclaimed number one transatlantic craft beer and video game podcast. I'll caveat that with the, the number one transatlantic craft beer and video game podcast on the Out of Lives Network. <laughs> oh, come on. If we're self-proclaimed, you don't have to caveat it. What's the point it's of self-proclaiming it when it becomes a fact if you just put us on the network? That's very true. That's very true. I'm Ben. I'm joined this week by Adam. Hey. Hey, dude. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Excellent. Yourself? I'm well. I'm feeling a lot better this week. Good. So hopefully my voice will hold out for the whole episode, unlike last week, where it was up and down, left, right, start now. Um, we've got some beers. We're going to talk about games. We're also going to have a little topic about collections and lots of different things surrounding collections. Um, what beers are you drinking? Uh, this week we've got... I'm pretty sure we haven't had this. I think we had the Picaroons, by we, I mean me. Uh, yes. So Picaroons uh, Heather Ale, uh, I know we had, but this is the best bitter. Okay, uh, yeah, I remember the, the Heather Ale, yeah. Yeah, so Picaroons is, again, uh, from Fredericton, New Brunswick, so a province over. Um, as provinces go, these ones are very small. Mm-hmm. To put in perspective, um, the uh, hospital that Catherine works at is the... Um, uh, IWK, the Women's and Children's Hospital, and they cover all of Nova Scotia, PEI, and most of New Brunswick. Okay. So, like, obstetrical emergencies. Yep. For this entire, that entire region goes to the one hospital. So, Fredericton's not exactly far, especially sure, by Canadian sure. standards. And then I got another garrison, uh, which we had the IPA last week, which I think mm-hmm. I was a little underwhelmed. But this... Yes, yeah. Spruce beer. Spruce beer. And uh, I've never had a spruce beer. So I'm going to read you the, the text. Made, made from spruce. It's, um, it's flavored strong ale. Okay. 7.5%. Yeah, it is. Nice. Um, Big bottle. At Halifax, spruce beer was the big commodity and thought to be a very good beverage for the men. Sorry. <laughs> it's awkward. It's on a bottle. Yeah. And it's like faux cursive writing. Brewed for the convenience by, of the troop, it is made of the tops and branches of the spruce tree, boiled for three hours, then strained into casks. Five quarts of, of molasses will be put into every barrel as soon as cold it is fit for use. While encamped at Halifax, the soldiers drank great quantities of spruce beer. The allowance was three gallons and a half, for which he paid seven pence. The seamen were all, also always fond of drinking spruce beer. Um, so this is like a historical Halifax, obviously, uh, um, tradition back when yeah. it was just a uh, British port. Nice, nice. Um, this week I've done something slightly different, and I've got two beers from the same brewery. Mm. Um, my mum's my partner, Dave, um, he's very much into his, um, his beers, um, likes more uh, traditional English ale. Okay. Um, and was up um, by this brewery uh, visiting family and decided to pick himself up and thought very kindly that he could bring some back for us to drink on the podcast. Um, and it's by the Warwickshire Beer Company. Uh, the first one is, um, as you can, as Adol can see, called Lady Godiva. Oh. It's uh, a light golden ale, only 4.2%. 
So that should be nice. And the second is Shakespeare's County, mm. um, which is a doesn't tell me what kind it is. It just says it's a timeless classic. Um, it says it's an easy drinking beer, lightly spiced with mm. a delicate floral and a, a smooth bitterness. So I'm going to have that one second. Uh, I'm going to kick off with the um, the Lady Godiva Light Golden Ale. Um, um, I imagine right. these will be a little more traditional English ales than the, the, the sort of the craft beers that we normally drink. I'm going to actually have the bitter second because I don't want anything to sort of get in the way of this very novel drink. Yeah. You get the and, full flavor of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice. So we're both on large beers as well, aren't we, this week? Mm-hmm. For just the two of us, that seems a little dangerous. Yeah. So We can make it nice. if we try. We can. <laughs> um, so, first of all, there's almost no head, which makes sense because it's barely brewed. Like, from what the description says, it seems like it's... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... it's it's a beer that's almost immediately made, so. But it's um, it's quite um, like a rich honey. Yeah. Colored. Oh, and yours it's is. A little lighter. Yeah, it's sort of more orangey and but cloudy. Yeah, yeah. While I've mine's just, actually quite clear for uh, such a dark beer. I've just had a little taste of this, and it's quite um, it's one of those beers where it's quite similar in terms of the smell to the flavor. Um, it's quite sweet on the nose, um, and in the in the taste, um, you mentioned honey, and I'm sort of getting that from this. It's got a very sort of sweet, mm. whether it, that's the 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 malt that's. Oh yeah, uh, doing that. The nose of this, it, it, the first thing you get hit with is sort of a nice soft um, sweetness, mm. which would make sense with the molasses. But the spruce is there, but it's not nearly as strong as I was worried it yeah. would be. Yeah, like it took me a couple um, sniffs. Um, to to pinpoint the smell, you you well, I would have assumed, probably incorrectly, that it'd be quite a, a, an earthy it's, flavor. Ah, uh, let me try it. That's a drum roll, terrible drum roll. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm sure you can hear my um swishing and whatnot. Um, I'm trying to hit every part of my mouth. That's what she said. Um, it definitely has. It tastes sprucey, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know if you, um, growing up, you were surrounded by coniferous trees and never like ate the needles or chewed on the needles. Yeah, I know. I, I've got that sort of um, smell in my my head, and that is sort of what I'm. Yeah. Facing, so sort of. when you sort of. First, put a pine needle in in your mouth as a child. Usually, I rarely do it nowadays. Um, Only occasionally. Before you bite it, so before like the the bitterness of the insides have that mm. first sort of touch of like, oh, this is unique. It's it's exactly what the um the the taste is. It's a light version of that, but it's very much like this is a spruce. Yeah. Um, it's got a bit of a dry, slightly bitter aftertaste, but not nearly as bad as like having a pine. Mm. And I'm wondering, the, the earthiness isn't there, but I'm wondering if that's because um, it's the very top. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so it's the, it's the the youngest of the tips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it doesn't quite give you such a, a bitter flavor if they were they were using sort of an older part of the tree. It's definitely refreshing, um, but nice. it kind of like when you taste it, you kind of have it's almost like two tastes in parallel. Mm-hmm. Like you get this uh, a light uh, sweet beer taste, and then there's on the other side there's just this this planty sprucey taste mm-hmm. but they they're fairly distinct i thought they'd be more sort of meshed yeah that's not to say like and again it's not i'm not saying like you get a hit of spruce then then you get hit with the beer i'm saying that in tandem which is really odd that they're just sort of both they work together but they're definitely like they're not hugging they're shaking hands yeah sure sure with with, with this i'm getting um drinking it a little bit more kind of got that biscuity kind of flavor with this as well hmm. so you've got very uh, very early sharp uh, sorry sharp very early sweet flavor and then it, it mellows into more of a, a biscuity sort of not mm. quite dry um uh, but sort of almost um, like a, a sugared biscuit almost mm. I, I suppose i could describe it as but it's very nice it, it is more of a traditional beer you, you there's not a huge amount of um hops coming through from that which it's sense. a lot of sort of malty um sort of flavors so yeah it's nice though it's nice i'm enjoying that yeah uh, is, is this like a, a good solid session beer you think yeah i think so i think i could drink this all evening possibly all day if someone twisted my arm but um, yes definitely definitely this is definitely an experience that i think more people should try um not especially because it's actually got some sort of historic like it's not just Crazy Brewery did these crazy things, like uh, some of Alex's uh, wild beers, where they're like, yeah. we threw this, yeah. that, and the other thing. Um, while this is like a legit a drink that was drunk out of mild necessity, mm. uh, both in terms of having the resources and also keeping the men in line. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't drink it all day. Okay. I'm not sure how often I would seek it out. Mm. Having said that, I don't think I would not have it if it was around. Like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, a spruce beer. I might be in the mood for that, but I probably wouldn't be like one day be like i feel like a spruce beer yeah sure sure that makes sense definitely so should we move on to games sure would you like to begin oh would i um sure (laughs) you can say no if you wish (laughs) i i just honestly blanked on on what i've been playing (laughs) um i've been playing a couple games Hmm. a couple few but um i actually was I had that. I realized it must be a sp- uh, cabin fever, spring fever, whatever you call it, thing. But right around this time every year, I get this craving to play an MMO. Okay. Um, but obviously, I'm not. Don't have the time. Mm. Barely the inclination. But on the PlayStation, you can just download DC Universe Online. And I've okay. never played uh, an MMO on a controller before. Mm. And um, so I just, on a whim, grabbed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't remember my account details from before, which was great because I had to start again. Um, and and I quite enjoy it. Uh, of course, nice. it turns out uh, on doing some online research, uh, the um, the original creators don't uh, aren't in charge anymore. The original developers. Who who was that? I, I could look <laughs> it up, but um, it's old, right? There's like 2011, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, 
Um, but Warner uh, Brothers have. I, I oh yeah, I think must it was. Yeah. It, yeah, I just don't know if they were the developer. I know they were the publisher. Um, sorry, I'm getting cell phone interference sounds. That's all right. I can post edit. Yeah. Quick post edit. Um. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you, but do you, you have, have to? Uh, quick question. Do you have to? Pay month? Uh, is there any uh, charge for? No, that's that's why I picked it because it was right. something I could just do on a whim. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, especially um, an older MMO of questionable development. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Um, but the problem is, it turns out that while it's still fun, and I remember the action being kind of entertaining, and like choosing to fly versus super speed, and yeah. having actual themed content. Um, mm-hmm. I actually like like the basic premise is Brainiac comes and. Um, uses exobytes to take all the powers from people. Right. And then he wins, but then Lex Luthor comes back in time and uses those exobytes to give everyone random people powers. Okay, so then um, you are one random so you're, person. Yeah. Yeah. So you interact with um, NPCs who are legit DC characters, but you're mm-hmm. just one of them. And it works really well in a way that uh, I had a problem with Marvel where you know there was... 13 um, hulks on screen with two black widows and an iron man. Yeah. Um, and you never really got a sense of, you, you just, it felt weird because you were yeah. not in your own heroes. story. Yeah. Marvel heroes. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, while this, you are your own hero. You pick your powers, which is cool. You have your mm-hmm. own growth. Um, but uh, apparently what they've done is the plot, uh, is done in, has been done in episodes, and apparently what they did was they put most of the episodes behind the paywall. Oh, right. So, the and I found this out after I had started, and then I, of course, didn't really feel like playing much as much, because yeah, it's like, well, yeah. if I'm going to get into the story and then hit just a brick wall, this is dumb. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, so, so, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I played... Um, the Omniarch, a um, ice-powered, super-speeding uh, dude who just wears jeans and is barefoot um, <laughs> with dual pistols, because okay. that's a ridiculous character. That is slightly ridiculous. It's So there's uh, weapons within the game as well. It's not just powers. Yeah, so like your, your default attack is a weapon type. Right. So you have basically you have your class, which has its own moves and shit, mm-hmm. and then you have so mine's the ice stuff, right? Um, like it's got a pull move and a or ice aura and shoot fire a big web ice ball at people and yeah. freezes them. And then I've got super speed, which as I level up, I can put points in skill points into like speeding around the people to confuse them so they get mm-hmm. dazed and things like that. Um, but you also, in skills, you also have weapons. And you start your, with one type of weapon, and they've got, like, martial arts, uh, dual-wield, two-hander, crossbow, rifle, dual pistols. Yeah. Um, a pretty good variety. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, so you get different skills, like, pop up. So, my, currently, I can just pull with my ice move. Mm. which does a hefty bit of damage because it's low level, so it's a little unbalanced. And then with the right button combo, I can um, melee them up in the air, so, so they're fired up in the air, and then I just literally auto-fire with my dual pistols, okay. shoot them at, as they're falling. So apart from the um, 
sort of the paywalled story progression? Um, is it quite? It, it sounds like the mechanics are quite good, and actually, it's a yeah. I remember a, it being a decent sort of game. I remember being um, entertaining when I played it a brief amount um, when it was like a yearish old. Yeah. Um, I really uh, it, it reminds me of a sort of standard platformy 3D game where you you were like like um somewhere between a platformer and a heavenly sword where you're like okay. you have certain button combinations which will do moves and like like pop them up or you know yeah whatever um and what's nice is they're fairly unique mm-hmm. given the combination of things you're so it keeps things fresh as far as the MMO thing where I did I mean sometimes I just do, you know I just shoot them and then when they attack me yeah, I then start yeah. punching them and whatever well it, it, you get it's not like wow where I pretty much had the the system maxed out and I was just mm. doing that over and over yeah, um, I, I remember uh, a very similar game, which was City of Heroes. I think it might have been made by the same developer. Right, I, th- I think City of Heroes was NC Soft, who um, that's right. No, you're right. Yeah, who developed a few MMOs. I think they they did Lineage Two in... as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and City of Heroes was fun, but it released at almost exactly the same time as World of Warcraft. Yeah, and it just never um, got the track. And it, it no, it never really, never really picked off. I, I remember very specifically with that that you couldn't because they didn't have any licenses for any names of sort of Marvel or DC or any sort of superhero characters. You couldn't name your characters anything like that. You couldn't have their appearance very similar. You weren't well, allowed certain combinations yeah. of, of abilities to be able to do it. Oh, I didn't know but, you couldn't have abilities. Yeah, Is that true? but that I, I think I only I played it for I bought the game, which would um, have been about twenty five pounds. I bought it as well, um, but I bought it like, when City of Villains came out. Okay, yeah, that was uh, about a year later. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think I played it for the first 30 days, for the free yeah. 30 days that you get, and then went and bought World of Warcraft. Or bought World of Warcraft about a week yeah. after I'd brought City of Heroes, but because uh, of stock shortages, it took about another three weeks to oh, arrive. Really? <laughs> just itching to play World of Warcraft. Oh, and... see, I, uh, I, I, I had the privilege of... Um, uh, probably because I, uh, I actually uh, did some of the, the late beta testing of WoW. Mm. Um, and because of that, uh, I got access to buying the digital copy, like right away, or not uh, buying a copy right away. Yeah, yeah. Not the digital copy, because there wasn't one when it first nope. came out. Um, but yeah, and so I was day one WoWer. Nice, nice. I was about a 30-day WoWer. Ugh. <laughs> but then I stuck with it for about eight years. <laughs> so. Solid? Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> like I think I played WoW for a um, shit. When did it come out? I probably played WoW for maybe a year and a half to two years. Then took about two years off and right. came back to it around about um, Wrath of the Lich King. Um, I missed Burning Crusade, which I think was the first expansion. I played until kind of the beginning of Burning Crusade. I started a Dark Elf something or other, probably a yeah. Rogue. Um, Blood Elf, sorry. Um, yes. uh, and then and then shortly after that, I realized that I was the reason I did that was because I was bored with my actual characters. And mm. so I was using Altitis as a, like, as a way of keeping myself entertained. And it's like, why am I procrastinating in the game? Mm, definitely. I... Uh, I, I... I think that's why I sort of left it after a year and a half. I sort of reached top level and I, I wasn't really doing much endgame content 
Um, I had another. I had a couple of alts which I I started to play around with, and I sort of kind of lost it, lost interest. But then when I came back to it, when the expansion came out, um, I I started living with a friend who was also playing it, uh, and that made a huge difference because we both got into the same guild, and we would uh, then because I was uh, with World of Warcraft, you you don't need a powerful machine to play it, and I was playing it on a laptop. Right. Um, so we were uh, basically playing in his room both doing yeah. the same raids together with the guild that we were with. And that made the game ten times more fun, having that interaction and having that sort of social aspect to it. Uh, even though raids are a little bit formulaic, you've got your role, you do very specific things on... Well, that was my problem was, like, doing the same instances over and over to get the right gear. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that that was sort of, by design, that's what the genre has turned into. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I remember as, as soon as um, Dave and I stopped living together, I I just stopped playing. Yeah, it's just, just put it down, and I think it was a. Um, I was at university at the time as well, so I didn't have. Um, I I think the console I had at the time, even though I had a PS3, sat at my um, my dad's house, um, which I would occasionally play whenever I went back for holidays and things. Um, the console I had was a PS2, and we were only sort of messing around on older sort of FIFA and Madden games and, and a few things like that, really. Right. Um, so WoW was my main game for uh, about another two years, and the, the second time I started to um, to play it. Um, have you got any final thoughts on DC Universe Online? Um, I am uh, enjoying One thing that I, I like about it versus City of Heroes is, I mean, it's still hackneyed writing, but the... There is a plot, mm. um, and it's more coherent. Like, there's a narrative, and sure, if I played alts, I probably I probably would never play alts because it's. Um, well, I might. I mean, if if I had all of the time, I might um, try a hero instead of a villain. Yeah. Um, but just because there'd be a slightly different storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but the writing's all right, um, especially for an MMO where that sort of got lost in the genre. Um, no one really cares about the the main storyline for these things anymore. Um, like in Star Wars, the Old Republic had decent um, stories, but those were all the class stories. Yes, yeah. Those those were quite well done. But like, then you would feel so bored if you happened because as soon as you left the starter planet, which you're tied to your class, you're like mm-hmm. second planet is the same for. All Empire characters. Yep, yep. Uh, I know they're not Empire, they're Sith or whatever. But um, and and those areas were really poorly written. I didn't notice until I had took another character through. There's like I do, I want to play a different class, but I just I can't handle this. This is just really boring. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. I am. Um, I again. Um... It's the same almost with Star Wars Galaxies as well, which is a much older Star Wars MMO. I heard really good things about it until it died because they changed all of the things. Well. Yeah, it. Um, it Actually, it's my another... honors, my undergraduate honors supervisor was huge into Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah. Uh, until she, um, until it went to shit, and, and then uh, and then her and her guild moved to WoW. Mm, mm. Well, it was it was another one of those games where I played it for sort of the first thirty days. I may have stuck around and, and paid for two, maybe three months, something like that. Um, 
and around then, I think the sort of monthly fees for these games were about eight pounds, something like that. Um, so you know, you buy the game for about thirty pounds, and then that's another twenty-five pounds to get, say, in total, about four months yeah. worth of worth of game out of it. And it wasn't the only game I was playing at the time either. Um, but it, I suppose, it kind of leads us on to um, one of the games I've been playing this week, which I've only been dabbling in because I've not really had the time to get into it, um, which is The Division. Oh, so you did pick it up. I did, I did, which I know the um, a lot of the guys on the Out of Lives group have been absolutely hammering Yeah, um, and playing a lot of. Um, it's fun. It ultimately is an MMO. Is it? Um, well, it's a persistent online world. You're... Well, you you are always online. You can group. You can go into instances um, with your group. And is there like a main server? Like traditional MMOs, you put your character on a server and you can't play with people from other servers. Yes, I have not picked a server. I was not asked to pick a server. Um, and I've well, I, I'm I bought the game about three days after it, it came out. Well, a bit longer than that actually. Four days perhaps after it came out. Um, and only had a very small amount of time to uh, to play. I think I played about maybe two or three hours. Um, so I'm still in the very low level areas. Um, it, it's a, a, almost a standard MMO, but it is a, a third person cover shooter. Um, so by, by standard MMO, can you just elaborate on what you mean by that? So it's uh, quest driven or mission driven. Um, Are there giants? Floating exclamation points? There have been exclamation points over... Uh, so when you, you get a mission and, and say so you've got to go and um, secure a, a, a package, right. the, the um, JTF, I think, which is the group that's sort of policing the city that you're in, okay. um, have all been killed by raiders, not raiders, whatever they're called, thieves. And you've got to go and... Raiders kill them all right. and, and yeah, kill them all and, and take the packages back. Um, and the packages do have large exclamation marks over them to show you exactly where they are. You don't have to search around for them or anything. You get to this area, you kill the people, and bam, there's the thing that you need to go and grab. Which I really want a, an MMO where you have to find the goddamn thing you're supposed well, to look for. Exactly, it's a bit but, of a shame that it's it's so signposted because they've created this huge area of of New York, right. Um, um, I think I spoke about the actual how the the game is set up um, when I played the beta a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, but you uh, you hadn't played a lot of it. No, no even so... then I don't. I probably played about the same amount now as I had done okay. then. Um, in the main game, there is a um, a little area before when the beta started. So in the beta, you started at level four and you were dropped into the the city. Um, but there was a little sort of tutorial-esque area and a few things to be able to do. Um, and in it, its MMO-like in that it's very loot-driven, um, all your loot gives you various different stats, you can almost have a class because you will pick a specific gun to use and the guns work not differently. Guns work in pretty much all the same way. But you know, an assault rifle versus a light machine gun will have different recoil... Right. 
Um, you would want to do one of them in short bursts where you might spray the other one for a continued period of time. Um, and I'm, I'm getting still to talking pre- about guns or girls? Ooh, definitely guns. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying it. It's, it is scratching that MMOH so what, uh, that what I've some, had for a while. What, uh, so what are the MMO-ish parts? Um, you, you group people with people through some sort of lobby thing? Um, so you can, there is a terminal, and I think you can also do it through your options screen, where you can um, look for a party, and you will get dumped into uh, anyone else, I assume, right. which is which is LFG. Um, but you can also, you know, set Very up cool. your own groups. Um, and I would imagine that you're probably on whatever PlayStation voice chat um, system they have in, you know, if you were going in with a group of friends to be able to do things. Um, and as I said, you you get to a mission and I'm not sure because I, I joined a group. I very specifically got to a mission and it said, you can join a group to be able to do this mission. So I said, yes, find a group. And I was dumped right at the beginning of the mission with the other people who'd obviously only just started it. They were in the middle of a firefight. Okay. So I'd not, I'd not missed much. Um, and it was just two random people. Okay. But I was, uh, I was almost sent to a loading screen. So I'm not sure if that was instanced, whether you were sent to a, a, a part of the map, which it was just the two of you, uh, sorry, just the three of you, right. because I was in it with another two people, um, or whether I was jumped to a different server, perhaps. But the the switch between was very quick. Okay. So I can't imagine that it was changing to a different server, because I would think that that would take a little bit more time than was allowed. So whether it was just instanced. Right. Um, and it was only the three of us within that small area because we right. then had to come out of that. At the end of the mission, you had to come out of that area. Um, and I noticed that if I looked back into the the area at the end of the mission, that one of the other char- player characters was stood very still and wasn't moving. If I went back into that area, he yeah, was right. somewhere else. He wasn't there. Right. So it, it seems like there is some kind of um, instancing which makes on. sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, Otherwise, uh, in a persistent world, you don't want because this is the problem with the early MMOs where everyone was camping uh-huh. certain spawns, and you just there yep. and the starter zones would just be this horrible blend of uh, just a mob of people waiting for a rabbit to kick their ass. Completely, completely. I, I remember because um, I've played MMOs, you know, forever since I've sort of almost well, not since I started gaming, but. Since they started to... What was your first MMO? This has turned into the MMO episode. but It has. Uh, my first MMO was Ultima Online. Oh, old school. Yeah. Which was uh, isometric, very, very basic graphics, um, but was just a number-churning game. Well, that's what it turned into. It turned into a number-churning game as MMOs... I was just like, an MMO? ...to do. Um, and I think that's purely because of Endgame. Yes. You yeah. You, you and the fact that development takes time, so you can't um, even if they want it to continue a story or a plot, etc. It just it, you can get through months and months and months of work in very little time as a player. Mm. Go on, sorry. Um, uh, and the, the the one memory that sticks out in my head, um, almost sort of counter to what you're saying. Um, when it's it's good to have a huge group of just random people all together, was 
I think I'd been playing EverQuest for about two days, maybe. And I was in one of the early level, uh, one of the early zones. And uh, me and a friend crested a hill, or crested a sand dune, and on the other side was a group of about 15 people fighting the largest spider I've ever seen in a video game. Oh, World and, are great. And all of those people, no one was in a group. Everyone was just, you know, they were all off killing, you know, little spiders and scorpions and whatever else was in this zone. And suddenly this giant spider appeared and everyone rushed right. to, to attack it. Which I think modern uh, MMOs are starting to catch up to because uh, the brief time I played FF14... Mm. Um, they 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 had like random spawns and zones of like yeah. big monsters which you'd have to steer away from, but also it meant that they could reuse zones. So like people would be hunting these things, so they like big players, so to speak, would be in the little player zones just yeah to come and, and find the elite mob. To, but to what I was referring to swim. was just the idea of like um, on especially on day one of an MMO, how the entrance zone is just this horrible cacophony of yeah, just a yeah. mob of everyone wearing the starter suit waiting and stealing rabbits from each other, etc. Well, you, you've probably seen the the absurdity of the division where on day I've one... I've actually seen very little. Well, have you seen the, the sort of the screenshots and the couple of videos where people could only access um, a laptop to be able to get through one of the very early missions. You had to turn in this mission to a laptop and there was a queue. There's, 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 it was, yeah, basically. Sorry. A lot of colliding was going on, and people couldn't use this laptop. So the very British thing happened, and everybody queued That's to amazing. then be able to, to use this laptop. I've not had anything like that because I'm well, four, four days behind everybody. So well, I'm, and also, I'm encountering maybe, I've probably seen, apart from um, being sent into this instance with these couple of people. It sort of, uh, you know, in the wild, I've maybe seen six or seven people, obviously, who are lower level, just sort of um, well, running around and stuff. So Naturally, on day one, everyone is in those... Everyone who plays for an hour is basically in the same hour of content. But then mm-hmm. you get the gap as people with more time on their hands slash more time they want to put into the game. The, the spread happens. Um, yeah. But I guess um, to troll back... A little bit. What um, the persis- persistency of the world? Um, now, do you have a base? Do you? Yes. So how does that sort of work again. I am interested in the game, but I know only what I've heard from you, mm. the odd trailer, and um, and that's the one trailer that was kind of odd, <laughs> and uh, the out of lives um, chats that I've seen. Yeah, I, there is um, there is a base element um, which you do missions to upgrade. Um, as you upgrade the base, that opens up various skills and abilities for you to be able to use. Now, is this and, your own personal base, or you shared with people? So it's it's your own personal base. Um, I can't. Is it in a stadium? No. Is it in Madison Square Garden, or is that the mission opposite? I can't remember. It might it be in like Grand matter. Central I, Station or yeah. somewhere like that. But yes, you have a base. Uh, and you upgrade this base to unlock various abilities. And as I say, it's your own base. So you're on your own are, version. Um, within the other uh, zones, there are safe houses, hmm. which will have... Um, uh, normally, the the, or the way I found it so far is you get to a zone, you find um, a board, 
you interact with, you know, like a giant sort of uh, board with pictures and a map on and all these sorts of things. You interact with the board and suddenly all of these side missions and encounters will pop up. It's almost like some kind of tower that you don't have to climb. You just have to press square to interact with it. Um, there's also a person who will unlock other, I can't remember which one's side missions and which one's encounters anyway. So you, you, you interact with a couple of things which will open up the map a little bit more, which I've sort of done and then trailed my way across these different encounters and side missions. And I've, I've not unlocked anything in the base yet. Okay. I'm currently level six, I think, and I've not done anything with the base, but I've not felt um, underpowered at all yet. So I haven't seen any reason to progress through with the um, with building up the base and unlocking the other abilities and things like that. Um, but one of the things I'm really enjoying is just the exploration of it. It's quite well open, I should say, because there's various buildings that you can go in. There's a lot of rooftops that you can go on, um, either through ladders or fire escapes that lead up to these rooftops, awesome. um, which which will then allow you to to maybe pop in through another window or go down a different stairwell into the building. Right. And there's open flats for you to go in, which may have a little bit of loot in uh, and things. And it's nice just to be exploring. Yeah. That, I mean, this, this, that's actually the, the world itself is one of the reasons I'm super interested in it. Cause, uh, there's a bunch of, there's a plethora. And I mean that in the actual overabundance, uh, meaning, it's one of my random pet peeves how people say plethora to mean a lot versus more than needed. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this has been the pedant moment, um, but um, of of modern shooting games in urban settings. Um, but this urban setting intrigues me, which is why I keep asking you about sort of the persistency stuff because I'm super interested in the world. Um, I uh, it's part of instead of actually finishing cleaning house. Mm-hmm. I've started to clean digital house and yeah. I have through giveaways and humble bundles, etc. I have just acquired so many keys, steam keys <laughs> that, um, uh, that I've just started liquidating them on G2A.com. Okay. Um, as well as, uh, um, uh, steam I've started to give some of them away, like the ones that are, won't net me and it's more effort to it's the same effort to put it on both but i'm gonna see like a dollar i might as well just give someone a free game right yeah yeah um so um this is this is some inside baseball but i think i'll start i'm gonna start advertising the podcast in the blurb about the giveaway yeah um and if you search for the omniarch listeners on steam gifts you will see all the games i give away which right now has been like three but um that may increase uh, it will increase. Uh, I just I'm taking my time because this is like, oh, I got a couple of minutes. I'll just look up a game, sell yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but I now have like almost forty euro. Okay. And so this is the game I think I'm saving up for. Mm. Was, how, I, how much is it in, for you guys? Oh, so this is the thing. I have to buy it from them mm. because it's their credit, right? Right. Otherwise, they'll charge me to pull it out into a bank account. Okay. But having said that, it's usually cheaper. Oh, what? yes, that's true. Um, and da, 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 I think I just sold another game. <laughs> yeah, I did. Woo-hoo, Live I selling. Yeah, 
Um, well, no, it was sold a few hours ago. Oh, okay. Oh, I lied. I'm at thirty nine fifty. Right. Um, so apparently, I was. I sold one of my like one euro games. Uh, what's it called? The Division. Yes. Um, and so of course you don't know anything about um, cross-platform playing. I'm assuming it's not thing. No, I don't know anything about that, but I would I wouldn't think so. Um, I know Microsoft have just announced today that they are either implementing or they are currently looking at the possibility of cross-platform play, whether that's going to be with Windows and PlayStation. Oh, for sure it's not going to be with PlayStation. Well, the the, the few headlines I well the few mm, the few headlines I've seen um have, have have hinted towards PlayStation as well as PC, but I've not explored that story and it's only come out in the last couple of hours. Um I've not explored that enough to to, to go any further into actually talking about that. Oh wow. <laughs> so. Sorry. Uh I, <coughs> um the global key on you player currently I can get for 45 euro. Okay, so only a few more games to, to be able to pick it up. Yeah. I uh, I suppose let me let me open another beer. Oh yeah. Um I've been talking so much about MMOs which I'm okay with um versus you know the topic but this is how much spruce beer I have left. Ooh. That's about 3 quarters of half a liter. He says cuz he has a half liter glass. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to crack into this one. I was going to say it's actually growing on me now that like the um, I've had enough where sort of you know your palate gets a little saturated and mm. and so the beer tastes slightly different. Yeah, from those first tastes that um, it melds a lot better now. Mm-hmm. That spruciness, the bitterness, sort of faded off because my I've sort of acclimatized and now it's um, uh, it's mu- more of the refreshing sort of. I walked into a forest, a conifer mm-hmm. forest. Taste is there, but not the sort of the drawback of I'm eating a conifer, which is bitter. Okay. So, yeah, it's actually growing on me to the point where I might refine the question of whether I would... I might actually find myself in the mood to have something like this. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, That's good. Um, I, I was going to say that before, uh, or when I cracked this beer, that, that it sort of what we're talking about kind of leads us into our topic of collections, you know, your extensive... Uh, game collection, the kind of games that we've been playing and the collectible aspects of it. But so you can finish your beer, I thought I'd talk about one more game first, which has taken up most of my gaming time over the last week, um, which is Broforce. Are you serious? Which is fucking absurd. No, you don't understand. Um, my second game is Broforce. Oh, nice, nice. Sorry, continue. I will let Excellent. you talk, talk while I finish this lovely tree beer. Good. Before I do that, I will say I've, I've just opened up the Shakespeare's County, which is the mm. second uh, Warwickshire Beer Company beer. Um, it's 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 nice so far. It's very floral. It seems again. Uh, it had seemed like it had a lot more head when you poured it. It did. It's gone quite flat. Um, again, it's, it's more of a traditional um, English beer. It's very amber. In it's color. Like slightly darker, but other than that, it's just as cloudy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe a little less cloudy. Yeah, it's, it is quite translucent. Um, it, it's it's nice. It's very floral, slightly spiced. Um, what kind of flower are we talking like? Dandelions. No idea. No idea. Like generic floral scent, not like a specific, not like rose or... No, 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 nothing okay. that I can, nothing that my palate's... 
good enough to be able to actually pick out. Um, it's just got that floral taste. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. Yes, but it's nice. Again, another very easy drinking beer. Um, something that you could, you know, again, spend the day being able to drink. I think these two beers go quite nicely together, actually. They're slightly different in, in flavour. Um, one being a little bit sweeter, one being slightly more spiced, a little more bitter, not hugely. Um, but it's quite smooth, this second one. Um, so, yeah, they, they go quite well together and complement each other. And I think if you were to jump between the two of them sort of on a session, that'd be, um, that'd be quite good. Um, but, yes, Broforce. Broforce, which I've been playing on the PlayStation 4, um, as I had been with The Division, um, is a 2D side-scrolling action shooter. So All about absurd 80s and 90s action heroes. Action and references. And ref, yes. Um, do you want to explain sort of how, like for instance, how it gets around copyright and stuff? Yeah, um, so I'm trying to think of the um, the very specific names now. Uh, so there's Mr. Andersoni. Everyone is a bro. So they're all bros. Um, but what are they really? What, what do you mean, what are they really? Well, you said everyone, but we haven't talked about what the characters are. Well, so they're all riffs on, yeah, on 80s and 90s action heroes. So you get Rambro, I believe, is um, the, is the starting character. character. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, no. Why have all the names disappeared from because my... Because why would you remember... Like, you see it for the first time and you chuckle, and then every yes. other time it doesn't tell you the name. Mm, that's and true. you're like, oh, that's the Terminator. That's Robocop. Which, by the way, Robocop's annoying as shit. Yeah, they are. Like, I, I mean, each of them have very... Um, distinct attacks. So there's, there's a lot of melee um, characters versus a lot of ranged characters. Almost all of them are um, guns or rockets. There's only, a, at least in my experience, there's only been a couple melee characters. Um, you've got, is it Bronan the Barbarian? Oh, I haven't got him yet. Ooh, Bronan. Might be I, slightly different. Uh, I think it's Mr. Anderbro. Mr. Anderbro, the yeah, that's what it is. Character. Yeah. yeah, he punches, um, and then there's Braid. Yes, yeah. They're, they're, it's hilarious. It is funny. It is really tongue-in-cheek. Um, one of the, the really good things about it is that the a lot of the environments are destructible, so you've got lots of Almost, really yeah. randomly through the levels. You've got lots of barrels which can just explode, and that sets the enemies on fire. Um, there's various different kinds of enemies. You know, the standard guy with a gun that just shoots one bullet at you every couple of seconds the giant you, guy with the gatling gun who's inexplicably yeah. five times well three times as big as everyone else yes the, the guy with dynamite strapped around him who will if set on fire run off in flames and then explode somewhere else have you noticed that if you um if you have dynamite and you throw it at those guys they will catch it and then run Yes, I have seen that. Because yeah, everyone yeah, else yeah. just runs away from like your grenades and stuff. But yep. if you're the dynamite guy who uh, took a MacGyver. while for me to... Sorry? MacGyver, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically you have your, your regular attack and a, a, a grenade attack, essentially. Yep. And you have to refill the grenade attack. You start. You, it maxes out at five or seven, I can't remember. You mm-hmm. usually start a level of three, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, but... They're very topical. Um, 
the guy who, but the one guy, I think you're right, is MacGyver knockoff. He his main attack is three sticks of dynamite that he mm. throws three quarters of the distance as everyone throws their grenades. I don't think he's doing that. I think it's about yeah, yeah maybe about half, half. Maybe it's yeah. really small. Like it's really easy to kill yourself with him. Yes. But luckily the timer is reasonably long, but that also means you have to re... If you get him, you have to reset your mindset on how to play. Yeah, um, definitely. But his uh, his grenade then is a turkey stuffed with dynamite, which attracts <laughs> all of the people because they're like, oh, turkey, and they all group around it before it explodes. It's because they all think it's, uh, it's health. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, yeah, it, it's, I, I think it's... Um, if you get hit with one bullet yeah, or you get it's, exploded... It's roguelike, which I yeah. really like. Uh, for yeah. a, for an absurd... Not quite bullet hell, um, but 2D platformer with a lot of bullets, but more it's more of those barrels, you're right. It's more about mm. the idea that when you shoot something, 60%, 60 to 75% of the time it'll explode. Yeah, yeah. it's more about sort of explosive carnage almost. Yeah. Um, and just being able to destroy everything on the screen. But what's really nice is there's... Um, because it's modern, even though it, oh, it's also in like a 16-bit style. Yes. Um, which um, what's really what I really like is that there's physics in it. Mm-hmm. So, in certain ways, in a lot of ways, it's just like your sort of Contra Streets of Rage era. Go go to the right. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a lot more height because you can go up and down more than the screen. But um, what I really like is. Uh, you don't think about it, but like there's most of the blocks are either dirt or wood and you can shoot through them. And then there's these stone ones. Mm-hmm. And you, the first time you realize that the background of the um, wood that's holding up the stone structure, it turns out not to be background. And if an explosion happens, the wood ex- dies in the background. Yeah. So you can walk th- past it because you're in front of it. But if an explosion happens, it breaks. But that means the stone above will crush the fuck out of you. Yeah. The first time that happened, I was just my jaw dropped. I'm like, this is so well thought out for such yeah. a silly, silly game. And I think that's what I like the most about it is the fact that clearly a lot of it's clearly a send up of our youth. And I say our because it, it must have been made by someone maximum five years older than me. I'm 32 and yeah. five years younger. Five years maybe? younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they just, they spent the time to do it right. And they thought a lot, the, like the game design is also great. Not, not just the character design, not just sort of the concept, but the, the it's just done with really good polish. Yeah. And it is, um, it is this month's, uh, March's, um, PlayStation plus free game, um, along with galaxy on the yeah. PlayStation four, which you which have I, already played, right? Yes. Which I've spoken about in a, in a previous episode, which you can, you can go and find, which is a game which is also very brutally difficult. That's um, the one where you I've turn really into a, a spaceship that turns into a dude, right? Yeah, yeah. Your your rocket ship turns into a, or your spaceship turns into a giant robot, um, which Samurai then robot? changes the, changes the mechanics completely about how you would approach different situations and and, and things. But that's a that's a fun game as well. You should definitely definitely um, try. So and play that I one. I think if our um, listeners aren't familiar with the game, I think it is useful to sort of talk a bit about a few of the characters. And their main weapons and their um, and their uh, power ups, just to get an idea of how flavorful. Yeah, I mean, so like, like there's Judge Dredd again. I, I forgive me, I don't know the. Yeah, anything. we're not going to remember the brain. But if you remember Judge Dredd the movie, he has a magic gun that seeks out his enemies. Yep. 
And so his bullets, to a certain extent, if you're shooting in the vague direction of a bad guy, the the, the giant yellow orby shot um, that is your bullet, because all the bullets are huge and visible, um, mm-hmm. will actually... That's huge and visible, not huge and visible. Um, will actually bend and go towards him to the point of including a 90-degree turn. Yes, yeah. Like, they... they it's it's ridiculous. And if you get him, you can, again, you just sort of pause, and you're like, how will I approach this given that I don't need to be on the same plane like everyone else where I shoot exactly mm. vertically forever? It gives you a different aspect to how you approach the, the mission as such. And you've got um, B.A. Oh, and his, and his, as well. His, um, his special is uh, Seeking Rockets, I think. It's something um, mundane. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I they are seeking versus everyone else's. You've got B.A. Baracus who runs around with a flamethrower as well. So that gives you something slightly different. As I say, you'll then be able to set enemies on fire. And if you and set you're, you're exploding enemies on fire, they will run, a ro- run off and yeah. explode somewhere else. So you're rather than just wait shot them. In front of you for like, well, that's using Minecraft terminology, like, like five, no, four tiles? Yeah. Um, yeah. But if there's a line of bad guys, you're used to just sort of jumping up on a platform and just burning everyone and being okay. But there's a guy who's six behind, and he just shoots and you die. Yeah, and he just runs straight through, yeah. yeah. Um, there's um, um, Indiana Brones. Yep. And his main weapon is the whip. Mm-hmm. And it turns out to be, I think, one of my favorite, because it's like seven... And by a tile, I mean... It's clearly made up of sort of blocks that are your character character width wide. Yeah. So I'm saying one of those. But your whip goes about seven mm-hmm. in front of you, and no matter who the character is, they will all stop. They won't fire. They'll just go ow, basically. Yeah, it stuns which them means, for a couple of seconds. And it's rapid fire, so you could basically kill anyone in a seven range by just hitting that over and over, and they're yeah. not going to shoot you. You you've also uh, I, I know with him he's. He's also got a magnum shot as well. Yeah, that's he? his. That's his grenade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which which goes about the same distance and then explodes slightly at the end. Um, but you've also got melee attacks with a lot of these characters as well. Yeah, so, everyone has some melee attack because you can break a block, uh, brick, uh, box rather, or a cage. That's the other thing. In the levels, there are captured people. Yes. And um, every second captured person. I think gives you a new character to play as. It no, it, it increases um, it? the more that you unlock. So I, I think that yeah, you, you unlock the second character. Um, if you if you've rescued two bros, you would unlock the third character. If you've then rescued six bros, really? Because I feel like yeah. I unlocked a lot really early on. So yes, you do. So because on the first few missions, you know, it's the first so mission might give you six bros to gotcha. um, to rescue which means that you've got then three characters to be able to play as going into the second mission. You've then maybe got five characters to play as going into the third mission. I've I've got to a point now where I'm not unlocking bros every mission. Right. Um, um, the other thing so. is, um, if it's not one of the unlock... Uh, so if you unlock a character, you immediately turn into him. If it's not mm-hmm. one of the unlock times, you get a free life, yes. which increases your life count, and you start you're just at zero until you build them up. And as long as you don't lose them, you carry them on to different zones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you still, you still change, uh, bro. But yeah, you still change yeah, your bro, which someone. is super interesting. Cause you're at least for me, I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm this guy. I can do this, that, the other thing. 
this is how I'll take these guys out, like just roughly in my head. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, oh, there's a cage, and I get that guy, and then it's like, oh shit, I got my guy, bro. And now suddenly I have no range, and I have to wait four seconds before mm. something blows up. You've got and, to be a little more tactical in how yeah. you, you move through the level. And it <laughs> wasn't until, like, mission five that I'm like, why don't I just leave the cage, deal with what I know of with what with, with what isn't a question mark, and then backtrack and free the fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I one of the characters I really don't like is the Terminator. Because he um, goes backwards. Yeah. It's his his um his special, chain gun. his special ability. Yeah, his chain gun takes a couple of seconds to to One start minute. up. So you've almost got to have the drop on characters. So the, the normal characters that are able to, or the, the the normal bad guys that just have one shot, if they see you, they will fire. And if you're then trying to spin up your chain gun um to shoot them, that will hit you and you will die. So you've well, got you, to So you land in front of them and then you have to jump at the right time. Yes. My yeah. problem is uh with him because I also hate him. Uh, for the the wind up is the RoboCop has the same thing. It takes a half second for him to shoot. Yep. But his is a charge. Mm-hmm. If you just tap it, nothing will happen. You have to hold it for at least a half second, and they'll shoot a few bullets. The longer you hold it, the bigger your your shots are. Mm-hmm. So the more, just like in uh, RoboCop the movies, he sometimes would shoot this like a bunch of automatic bullets, and, and sometimes he would shoot one shot. So that's the, how they're trying to capture the idea. But the amount of times I use the technique of jump, get shot at, wait for them to run out of bullets. If it's a chain gun guy, he'll shoot like set for like a second and a half, and then yep. he'll have to pause, and then jump shoot. You can't do that with either of them, because mm. it's just, at least, I don't think you can start running the chain gun and then jump and have it like start actually start shooting yeah. while you're in the air. I think the the one good thing about the, the the Terminator character is his rather than having a grenade, he um he transforms into his exoskeleton form. Uh, and then he hold becomes Hold on, his what? Exoskeleton. I'm sorry. Where is it? Is the skeleton on the outside or the inside of his skin? It's not Insoskeleton. It's his endoskeleton. We have endoskeletons. He's based on us. It just is, he he gets rid of. He's not in skin form. I know. I'm Terminology. Terminatorology. But he basically becomes yeah. invincible, doesn't he? For yeah. something like five seconds. What I was hoping was that uh, I was disappointed that the robot mode didn't ha- still. Ha- so also with the chain gun is the longer you fire it, the more it pushes you backwards. Yes. Um, and I was hoping that like robot Terminator mode wouldn't have that because it's mm-hmm. invincible, but it still does, which makes sense because theoretically it's still the same body. It just doesn't yeah, he's, have he's, he's blood. not any he's not any heavier as yeah. such. Um, the the one character I really like um, is the Chuck Norris Walker Texas Ranger character. Shotgun, and he's got a shotgun which splays out uh, three bullets. Um, it's quite a short range. Yep, but three or four tiles. Yeah, I'm I definitely been shot as Chuck Norris and survived. Really? Yep. I can, uh, unless I've had, unless it's been right on the edge of when it, the, Yeah, the, so most of the bullets the have a range, range and they just fade out. I'm sure with Chuck Norris I have been shot and survived and been able to survive one shot. And if which, they've done that, that is yeah, fucking say, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Which, given how much other time, like, like that would not surprise me. It's clearly an acknowledgement to the meme, if it, if, it, if it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, there is one doubt. The well, there is one downfall to this game. 
Um, it's it's structured in a way that you have a, a, a mission, and so every you're, mission there's is an actual a three D world ish yeah. thing, uh, an overworld, I suppose. Yeah, and, um, and basically it's a small globe, and you're in a helicopter, and you pilot to wherever there's a marker. Yep. Um, um, and and each so each mission is is made up of four levels, and at the end of the fourth level, you come up to a boss, and these bosses through the game have been increasing in size and absurdity, and I find that sometimes. The bro that you because you randomly spawn in as uh, a bro, you don't pick which, which sometimes bro is the as. worst. Exactly, and and sometimes it's really the wrong person to spawn in as, and you've got almost no chance. So um, I've got to uh, I played it as far as coming up against a giant vertical moving train which fires missiles at you. Awesome. Um, and if you're a melee character, you cannot get close enough. Yeah, to I've, be able to destroy the the missile barrage. That, I've um, definitely hit points where, like, normally I don't, I like Blade. He's yeah. got his grenade is just a throwing knife, mm-hmm. um, but it's got reasonable range, and his sword does re- like you dashes kill, forward, doesn't it? Yeah, it dashes forwards, and you can kill like three or four guys at the same mm-hmm. time. While with the bullets, they'll stop at the first guy they hit. Yeah. So in certain, in a lot of circumstances, given that it's just sort of full of enemies. Um, He's actually better in in some ways than than the regular gun based guys, yeah. but yeah, you you hit certain areas and you're like, well, I'm fucked. Mm. Mm. And it's very that that makes it very frustrating because you've then either got to try and find a, another captured bro to be able to turn into somebody else, um, which is fine because it, it gives you another life, but yeah. you're not always in a position to to be able to do that. And it, it's almost, I suppose, going back to what you said earlier, you kind of want to save that and you, you find the bro that you want to be able to use. Yeah. Almost do what you need to do, which won't think... happen on a boss because as soon as you've beaten the boss, you finish the level. Yeah. So you then have those, say, six bros that you haven't saved, which then don't count towards the next unlock yeah, of a bro, so you've almost missed them, I suppose. Uh, but so yeah, I guess I I see why they so randomizing it. I I see why the individual decisions are made. Right, mm-hmm. they put a lot of effort into character design, etc. Um, there's such a difference in playstyle through most of them, um, with range, weapon strength, etc., and yep. grenade type, um. Rambro is a really smart starter because he's got a machine gun. Mm-hmm. Goes, and grenades. Yeah, and grenades. And grenades you can drop, yep. you can throw, you know, and it's very sort of... It's very generic to the genre, first mm-hmm. starting with someone like the Men in Black guy, yep. where his gun blows up whatever it hits and will knock you back. Cause yeah, he has the yeah. tiny gun from the first film, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and then he's got the uh, memory eraser, which I don't even remember what it does in actuality. No, I don't. No, I'm not sure. I've really used that very much. Yeah, just used because his gun's so fucking powerful. Yeah, although it yeah. sometimes knocks you in the wrong place. But um, I see why they'd want want you to experiment, mm-hmm. and I'd see why that because of that you'd want to start with a random bro, you'd want a free life to a random bro. Um, but because they're like you said, there's situations where. Some of these bros just aren't the right bros, mm, um, in, mm. the, in the sense of like, 
even if I was a 10 times better video game player, I'd still be stuck here, like you said, with the missiles, yes. etc. Yeah. Um, because the genre, the genre that it's in is sort of that, like, get the points, don't die 2D platformer from ages ago. And by making characters who physically can't do the job until so you have to die mm-hmm. to respawn it's just sort of the antithesis of sort of the idea of the genre if that makes it the conceptually the genre is about getting a million points which means not dying because usually there's not well there might be a multiplier etc but whatever like the point is you don't die you don't continue you yep. manage to get through and lives are sacred which is why it's a rogue right mm-hmm. roguelike i should say and so it's just really weird to have, like, yes, I've been dis- disappointed to get MacGyver or whatever his name is in certain points of a level, but I can do almost everything a bullet shooting guy can do. Yeah, you just need to be a little more careful. Yeah, it's much more strategic. planning, and I liked that because it was like, okay, I'm not just running and gunning. I'm mm-hmm. still on the same level. I can do this. Slow down. Because the first yeah. few times I got MacGyver, I was just like, well, he's stupid, and I died. Um, and then I was like, oh, this is lazy. But, like, when it's like, I, there's no way. There's just no way a melee character can do this. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. And Neo's, um, he's got his fists and matrix mode, which I'm not even sure what it does. It makes weird green circles around um, him. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it but, does. There's, um, there's far too many variations to remember exactly yeah, what they but will be. Like, Blade it, has his knives, which have some range, but mm-hmm. Neo just doesn't. No, no, it doesn't have any range at all. I don't think um, Conan, Bronan, yeah, um, really has any range it. either. Um, but I, uh, you, what are you playing it on? I am playing it on. Well, there's so this is the thing. There's a free Expender Bros on Steam. Right. Um, oh yeah, like an expansion. Yeah. And yeah. It is free, and you don't seem to need the base game. All right. Okay. Um, but. Um, uh, Broforce is also on sale right now on yep. Steam for five fifty instead of eight fifty Canadian. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming probably four pounds versus five pounds or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do like how uh, I've noticed it quite a, a lot. That uh, to go on a, a slightly different tangent, um, that Steam will heavily discount games if they are the free PlayStation Plus game. Mm, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I've I've noticed it smart. With, with a few games, and it is very smart. It's very smart on Steam's part. Um, the, as they've done it with Broforce, um, I think they did it when Transistor came out, sort of um, you know about a year or, or so ago. That was then discounted on yeah, Steam pr- the same amount of time. Pretty sure that's actually when I bought Transistor. I just yeah, didn't connect yeah. the two. And it, it's it's a very clever way of, of... getting money. Yeah. Of working. So, have you opened your second? Bit? I have. Uh, it, it's um. It was a little um headier. Uh, it's it's, it's much a similar more, color. I just say. Well, it's a it's it's a best bitter from uh, Eastern Canada, Atlantic Canada, I should say. So, it should be much closer to British beer than anything else from Canada. Okay. Um. They the Atlantic Canada definitely embraces its British origins, and I say that by origins, I mean. The colonial past. Yeah. No disrespect to the, the Mi'kwa. Um, <laughs> the, the, 
The indigenous people, the, the Mi'kmaq. The indigenous people, yes. Which apparently aren't actually called the Mi'kmaq. Apparently that's just a bastardization. Uh, no, no, it's the Mi'kmaq, not the Mi'kmaq. That's what it is. And there's I... a mall called the Mi'kmaq Mall. <laughs> I don't think we'd have any of, uh, the, any of those listeners to, to worry yeah. about. Uh, but it's important to acknowledge. It is, yes. Very true. Colonialism is bad, sir. That's very true. It so, is. Um, so it's, um, again, sort of... It's actually darker, but very similar to this Roost beer. It's a little less transparent, but not by mm-hmm. much. A little headier. It smells much more like a British beer. It's got that... Um, oh, what is that? That sort of sickly sweet... Oh, I don't even know what that... It's not quite malty. It's not malty. It's sort of lighter than that, but stronger i have no idea what this um i cannot find the words um mm. but it's it just smells like a sort of, well it smells like a bitter but it's not bitter yeah 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 i know what you mean and um it's light oh interesting this is a north american bitter okay so a hoppier um touch hoppier but waterier right um, which is why I said that. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned hops because this actually does have a hint of hops, which the standard bitter sort of just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bitterness kicks in sort of not on the first taste, but on the mid and the end. Fades off quite quickly, um, but sort of that main taste is like, oh yeah, there's I don't know, that watery taste you can get in beers where it's like, I can taste the beer, but I can also taste its dilute. Yeah. Um, and so despite the fact that this is probably... Oh, it's only five point two percent. So, um, but like it, it, it has taste. The taste lingers. I can still taste the bitterness now. This is my first. I still haven't had a second taste, so mm-hmm. it lingers. But while I drink it, it's got that sort of watery texture that just I never find in the British ale. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, whilst you, well, I say whilst you drink that, I'm not gonna. Let, I'm not gonna let you drink that. Why don't we move on to our topic, which is uh, collections, um, and it's a topic that um, you'd suggested, so I'm going to allow you to elaborate um, on the topic of collections. So People turn up at your door and want money. <laughs> yeah, I haven't paid my visa bill, have I? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, I have, actually, and by that I mean it's, I don't have a visa. Um American Express and, uh, and MasterCard are turn, it turns out no are my poisons of choice based on points. Mm. Um, More collecting. Yeah. Well done. I like nice. that. Um, so I've. Um, it looks like the odds are pretty strong that we'll be moving from Halifax in July-ish. Okay. Um, so given that Catherine's out of town for this month and then April, May, and June. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've tried to be proactive. I know. Just brace yourselves. I've actually tried to start things early and sort of take a look at possessions um, Mm -hmm. to see what really needs to be moved because we don't know at this point where in the country of Canada we will move to. And the last move cost us between the Catherine stuff in Edmonton and my stuff in Calgary to Halifax, something like $10,000. Fucking hell. Uh, and that's not a thing you want to do more than once. Nope. Um, 
Uh, to put that in British perspective, that's like a hundred quid. Canadian uh, <laughs> dollars not doing well at all. Um, uh, but uh, so I, I, I pulled out my games from the games cupboard and made piles, and uh, uh, it turns out I I have original Xbox games. I have one original PS2 game, PS1 game. I have four PS2 games. Uh, I have a I have which you could get for free at the time, um, the Legends of Zelda collection for the GameCube, which included um, all of the Zelda games on uh, up to Majora's Mask, not including the NES ones. The SNES... No. Uh, not include the Game Boy one. So both right. Legend okay. of Zelda 1 and 2 and the best one, Link to the Past, mm-hmm. and the Ocarina of Time... And Majora's Mask on a GameCube disc, um, which you could just put your address in, and Nintendo would send it to you. I can't. There might have been another caveat, um, but I, I still have that disc, I, I and I haven't. I can't think that they did that over here. Um, I'm, oh, sorry. Uh, give me two shakes. Okay, it's within reaching range. Yeah. I'm gonna actually grab it to see exactly what it's. Uh... Yeah, because I'm probably wrong on what it includes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out it sells for about $75 on eBay. And I wow. just. I've, it includes Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask. Oh, I'm wrong. It doesn't have Link to the Past. It doesn't have Link to the Past. Okay. Or the. whatever the other one was. Um, but yeah, it's a GameCube collecting thing. Yeah, yeah. I actually have. It's never been used. Wow. Because at the time I had already had ROMs of it. But. Mm-hmm. Remember games were on little CD rounds? I like know, little, little GameCube ones? games, tiny, tiny CDs. Except, do you know how they got around copyright protection? He no. says as a tangent. Uh, the GameCube, so, so so you could not rip GameCube games at all on a computer? The GameCube spun the other way. Oh, really? Yeah. So they were like sort of back, written so, backwards? Yeah. Wow, okay. So you put it in a regular CD drive and it's like, what the fuck is this? So simple. Genius. I really enjoyed that when I found that out. But yeah, so I have this thing, so I'm going to sell that for some money. Whatever you can get, yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, like on eBay, I've saw, like, I've saw, uh, I saw four or five for around $78. Can yeah. Um, nice. So which, with, with doing this and with your, um, your Steam right. selling as well, you are reducing the large collection of games that sell. Uh, no. Um, I'm reducing some of my physical games, but the, so Steam is great for Steam for Valve because I can't sell these games. Yes, um, and I was pretty good about ignoring Steam sales, and then my actual, uh, actually, uh, Aaron, uh, my last roommate in Bristol, mm-hmm. and by good I mean not like like a few hundred Steam games. Um, is a Steam collector. Yeah. Uh, and um, there was a, a couple years where I just didn't have a lot of expenses, and and I lived with him, and I started acquiring games. But, uh, well, and the other thing is that I discovered all these other sites, like G2A.com, yep. um, but also legit ones, um, like Indie Gala, uh, Humble games. Bundles are good. Good Old Games is not a Steam site, so all the games I have on That's Good Old true. Games are not part of my... I'll wait for the number later. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, what's the bundle... Bundle Stars. 
Bundle mm-hmm. Stars was a big one for like, oh, I actually want four of these seven games and they're two bucks. Yep. Okay. And until I and I found out about all these sites, a lot of them, uh, bef- like the ones that sell bundles, before I knew about Games to All, GTOA.com, which mm-hmm. I, I believe is it's total gray market, right? Like yes, yeah. Uh, it's not black market. They're not stolen codes. Mm. I mean, there might be. Um, it's definitely not white market. It's not blessed by Steam. But basically, you go on and you can look up any game, and if they have a if someone has a key or a Steam gift to sell to you, and they do, you play in good old games as well. But it's basically a Steam thing based mm-hmm. on popularity or plot platform. Um, you need to buy a key um, for sometimes fastly below the price and a lot of that has to do with people selling keys that they either got for free mm-hmm. or got on a steam sale and are now reselling and the steam sale hasn't repeated so it for the last two years it's been at the ten dollar price but they got it for two yeah um but the other part is um exchange rates yes yeah um so depending on when whoever whoever acquired whatever code um they will are willing to list it, and then today's exchange rates apply. You you basically can set it to say, "This is my currency. I want you to charge me in." Mm. They have their table of exchange rates, um, and so suddenly, depending on how the balance goes, you're like, "Oh, wow, this game's like five dollars cheaper if I buy it from G2A versus Steam, even though it's being sold for virtually the same price." Yeah, yeah. Um, based on the the exchange rates, and also the fact that they have sort of this is the exchange rate we're going to use so this is the price point so all $10 games american are 1250 canadian or whatever so that that almost brings me onto a slight um tangent not quite a tangent it is related um that steam have announced that with their bundles they have bundles that they do well, you know when you get a like a collection, um, and very recently I picked up um, uh, when they do it on sales, you may get a you know last weekend was a Sega publisher um, oh. sale, and they had a, a collection which was ten games. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, which they've in a started doing series. more often. Yes, they I... have now announced that if you already have one of the games within this collection, you will be charged less. less Really? Because that's been the stopping point for me for a handful of times. Yes, and it has for me as well. But or I've just been like, is... wow, it's so cheap, I'll just throw away a copy, but I feel like I'm throwing away a copy. Yes, completely, completely. And it's it, it's something that I've it's stopped me from buying collections. Um, I only brought a Fire Axis collection, which had Civ Five and all the expansions, oh, which I already own. Fire Axis? I say Fire Axis. Is it not Fire Axis? I is have it not no Fire idea. Axis? Well, it's no one e- word. Right, we're no both, yeah, but it's F I R A X I S. Oh, there's no, there's no E. No. Uh, maybe it's for Axis then. But but I have okay. no idea. Sorry. No. I anyway. tangented your tangent. Uh, but yeah, but I picked up a, a bundle which had a couple of games in that I already had, but just because I really wanted the the other games. But as you say, you feel like you're throwing away. Well, and so the games that you've got, but with with stuff like G two A, with people picking up additional codes and things like that. It is almost going to come just down to a, a currency issue. Well, so, so this is why I started buying bundles on Bundle Stars and Humble Bundle a lot more often was because I knew that 
if I was doubling down on a thing, or even if I didn't want a thing, I could get some remuneration. Mm-hmm. Even if that wasn't going to net me the same price or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, although there was this moment, which the uh, my, my inner, hmm, politically correct way, my inner saver, politically incorrect way, my inner brownness um, mm-hmm. came, and um, <laughs> Bundle Stars had a... Um, a Batman bundle, okay. which included Arkham Oranges. Oranges. Uh, Arkham Oranges. Oh, the shit. small orange grove. Uh, Arkham Origins. A handful of DLC, but also Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, I think. Yep. Maybe just one of those two ones. Um, but I looked on G2A just to be like, because I have Arkham City. In fact, I have Arkham City and Arkham City Game of the Year Edition. I've had to hide Arkham City in my Steam library because every time I saw it, I get angry because I <laughs> bought the game twice in a way that it shows me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it turns out that I would get seventy five percent of the bundle back for selling one of those games. Wow. So I bought it four times. <laughs> <laughs> and then on G two A, I just like listed them, and I still have some of that DLC because like. Or copies of it because yeah, yeah. no one wants that DLC. Um, yeah, but Arkham, Arkham Asylum is such a good game. Yeah, but it kept going. Uh, mm. um, so, but but the saving grace is everything I sell on G2A goes into the G2A wallet, mm-hmm. which I consider free money. Yeah. But this is why I can't Even do things like speculate because I spent more than I needed to on these bundles. Yeah. Because I knew I would get the money back, but the money back goes into my, like, oh, it's okay, it's free money, man. Yeah, Bucket. yeah. Um, also, I have better things to do than speculate bundle <laughs> prices. I'm, so, so you were thinking of collections in terms of actual physical, not just um, physical, but digital yeah. games as well, having a large collection of games. Yeah, and so um, one of the reasons I like Steam is the fact that I can just go back to a game, and I've moved PCs, and I've moved houses, and and... Because of the community, um, they've figured out, people have figured out how to run older games on modern technology, and mm-hmm. the community forums will tell you. Like, like Max Payne 1, I think I talked about this when I was playing yeah, that for, yeah, have, for yeah. a few weeks, right? Like, it did not work on a mm-hmm. modern game, uh, a modern uh, computer. But it clearly doesn't work on any modern computer, and there was a patch that made the sound work, because that was, yeah. it wasn't making sense and then also people are like well also fuck it um no one has a non uh, four by three aspect ratio monitor anymore so let's make a widescreen fix uh it turns out like if you recall there were some little bugs a few bugs with that yeah but, but that sort of community spirit allows you to enjoy these old games in um in a way that good old games tries to but they need to rely on the publisher and the, and s- someone make, officially making it run on someone, current. Yeah, 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 someone modding the game to make it, but to the, make it work. As soon as DOSBox came out, this was a lot easier to do. Because mm-hmm. then it, it... Or we'll just DOSBox emulate it. But, um, but there was the middle ground between modern era games and I say like the past five to seven years and like Max Payne 1, which is like 10 to 15 years. Mm. Um there's there's definitely the hardware has progressed to the point where things just don't work sometimes yep. but the community but it's not hard to fix it's just someone has to do it and with PC games someone can figure that out and give you the files while 
if I got rid of my PlayStation 3 and my Xbox 360, um, my Mech Assault uh, Xbox game and my Final Fantasy PS1 Tactics PS1 game are unplayable by me. Yeah, yeah. Very, I, I suppose it's... I sort of come from it in, in a different... Well, not a different perspective, but I don't really collect games as I such. I don't try to, um, but it turns but, out I do. Yeah, yeah, inadvertently or, or uh, subconsciously you've been it's, sort of... It's subconscious. It's a, yeah. I, Oh, yeah, that game seems fun. I would like to play that at some point in time. I will pick it up. Yeah, I mean, I'm much more... Um, once I'm done with the game, I will trade it in against something else if I have a physical copy, as I did with The Division. Um, I had a couple of games which I which I played and I didn't want anymore, and I I managed to go to the little independent um, game shop around the corner oh, yeah. and trade in a couple of games, and I picked The Division up for under 30 quid. Nice. Um, That's still lots. It, it is, yeah, but the... Um, What's like it the, retail the, like? I, I don't know the, the so pound version. So it, it, it retails for about, I think on Amazon, it's about £42. Um, oh, wow. If you go into a shop, so um, if you go into game, game. it's forty nine ninety nine. Um, I asked them if they would price match their own online store, which sells it for forty four ninety nine. And they wouldn't. Um, and they wouldn't. And they would also give me fuck all for the games that I was going to trade against it. That's why. Um, I st- that's why I have these piles of games. Is because yeah. um, game. So in the US, it's GameStop. Yep. In Canada, it's EB Games, and mm. in the UK, it's Game. Although Game is now not owned by the same. No, company. it's still. I, I think someone bought them out. Uh, oh no! It by, didn't used to be owned by GameStop, but now it might be. Right? Um, no, Game is a different company. I believe um, they bought out all of the EB oh, stores. Right, because you had EB as well. A few, that's yeah, a few right. years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what it was. Sorry, I knew there was some EB GameStop connection. Mm. Um, but like. What's the point in me trading in Assassin's Creed X, where yep. X is not 10, because there probably are 10 of them, but they refuse to actually call it 10, Yes. Um, for a dollar, mm-hmm. when I could just hang on to it, and if I meet someone who wants to play it, I can give it to them, and that's way more than a dollar's worth. Or I can eBay it, and it turns out eBay prices um, on used games tend to be better. I just found that out. Hence well, why I, I now know. have the piles of games. I don't know how sort of how well they retain their value later in life because we oh it's uh, only on, it's only on games that like aged well right like well a you, couple... you say that but you know if you if you have a try and try and look for a boxed Mega Drive or or boxed Mega Drive game uh, not I suppose not to you Mega Drive uh, Genesis Sega Genesis um, you try and look for those kinds of games or boxed. SNES games with the manuals and things. They're going for, you know, not even the best kind of games. They're going for ridiculous oh, money. But that's because it, they came out pre-collecting um, pre-internet where you could actually have the reach where you could make yeah. money off these things. Even PS1 games, the, like Final Fantasy Tactics, um, which I've just had on PlayStation 1 for ages because I like the game. Mm. I actually have only owned a PS3 as PlayStations go, but <laughs> I have PS1 version of uh, Tactics because that was the only version I could get to play at the time. Yeah. And a friend of mine had it. I didn't even pay money for it, but it's not actually, it's like a couple of dollars. Mm. It's Even though it's like a legendary game of the PS1 era, 
because there just probably were so many of them, right? Like, yeah. And yeah. people held on to it because, I mean, if I bought it, or bought it, if I acquired it in the PS3 era because it's an awesome game. Yeah. Uh, which yes. is hilarious also because I have a ROM of it, which I can play <sighs> perfectly on the computer and my PSP. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a, a physical um, PS1 version of Final Fantasy VII. Um, I, I have a physical a, CD-ROM a, version. Yeah, of I also had a CD-ROM version of it. I've not bought it on PS4 yet, although the option is available to me. Why would you because, buy it on PS4 until the remake comes out, though? Well, because it's very different. I think the remake's going to be a completely different game, isn't it? If I wanted to play that version of Final Fantasy VII, the original well, you have version... you CD-ROM. Um, no, 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 no. The, sorry, I had the CD-ROM. The CD-ROM doesn't... I haven't got the CD-ROM anymore. I still have the PlayStation 1 I think that's the game I've bought the most times. Final Fantasy VII, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had it on CD-ROM. I, I still have it, actually. Like It's mm. in one of my random DVD, DVD blank spindles that I've filled with random software. I unfortunately don't have the box okay. because I moved enough times, yeah. which sucks because then it would actually be worth something. But it was, um, it was a very large... One of those larger PC was, card boxes, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it, yeah. it just didn't age well, right? Because yeah. as you moved around. Um, my, as I was emptying my buddy Adam's apartment um, last summer, I also found the... He still had the original Brady's Guide. Fucking hell. FF7. So I have that now. Um, and uh, I have it on PSN. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, because the PSN version, that was back when you could buy a game and it would work on your PSP and your uh, PS3. Yeah. And because of that, it works on the Vita. Nice. I, I don't consider myself a Sony guy. Mm. Just happened to... <laughs> but I happen to own and still use a PSP, Vita, and PS3. Yeah, the PSP yeah. may no longer have its original software on it, which makes it very useful. Mm, mm. For instance, um, um, SNES games. Nice. Another collection of games that you have been building. Yeah. Um, so to to cut the ch- the chase, um, I have over a thousand games on Steam. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. So now you need at least I don't know ten friends to help you play all of those games. I wish I had ten friends. Um, <laughs> Um, you know what's even crazier is um, I used to have a, a Drobo, which is a sort of um, like a NAS. Or a, it's like a um, raid for dummies. So it's right. a way of keeping your data secure over mm-hmm. multiple hard drives yeah, yeah. In, a, in an enclosure. But it's proprietary. Um, and my Drobo failed. It failed when I had – it's a four bay and I had four two terabyte drives in it. Um, and it failed and I, and it, in a way that I'm pretty sure the hardware failed, but we, if you don't have a Drobo, you can't, because it's proprietary, you can't recover any of that data. Mm, mm. They'll, you can pay them, but it was all movies, music, and games. Yeah. All the games were legal. Mm-hmm. With a large smile on uh, their face. Yeah. Uh, all the games were legal. Um, I lost all of my music, including... When I broke up with my last uh, major girlfriend, like we owned a house together, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I ripped all of our CDs, 
both collections to uh, the the Drobo. So and then so because of that, when she was like, "We got to split up the CDs," I'm like, "Just take what you want." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I realized that I want these CDs, but I don't need these CDs. I'm not going to fight over. Mm. All of that's gone. <laughs> the problem with digital media i suppose um, but at the same time is i i've realized my my internally i've just had to focus on if i can't remember where i owned it i don't care if i've lost it yeah that's fair that's um fair. but i've lost all that stuff so so to, i was well i think we're running out of time so i'll let you conclude I know, and i should don't collect things it's too expensive <laughs> <laughs> Even on bundles, it's like $3 a pop for eight games still adds yeah, up. Yeah, I know, I know. Or 12 when games I was, or whatever. When, when you said collecting, I thought about it in a slightly different way, um, which we may talk about in, a, in another episode, um, which was in-game collecting. Oh, I uh, originally um, thought we might talk about that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, although, what I, I, I think we should save that for another day, but I will say that yes. my... So, I have a franchise collection urge um so like certain things like i like the final fantasy games i never actually played eight or nine okay but i needed to have them Mm. because i had all the other ones Mm. um and i recognize that's stupid and i still haven't played them in the years since i bought them um and not not to say that i'm not interested in the game or that the game is bad poor in any case but like that is where my collector's instinct kicks in uh and it's it's less good for my pocketbook and in general it's unneeded and i'm i feel like i'm growing as a person because i've realized that i just don't need to do these things (laughs) Um, i've i suppose i've not realized that i don't need to collect everything in games because i'm running i'm running around the division and i'm finding mobile phones lying around and that's one of the collectibles within the division and I'm, and I'm, you know, it's you there. So I think, oh, I'll go over and pick it up. Could ignore it. I could not bother with any of the collectibles or anything. It gives you a little bit of exposition into what's going on within the world. It builds the world very well, slightly. See, that type of collectible I'm okay with, right? That it's giving me, but I'm okay with it because I, I want the value it provides. Yep. But sometimes you have to collect things in games where the point is to pick it up. Like flags in Assassin's Creed, we will speak about this in another yes. episode. Yes. Let's let's table this because yes, definitely I have Assassin's Creed opinions as well. Yeah, um, so, but yes, what, so, so don't obsess over collecting games. <laughs> Hilariously, um, Hitman is is the only game of the Hitman franchise I don't own, um, and I'll probably buy it, but just because of their new pricing scheme. Yeah, it, um, the beta got me like eh, maybe, and it's seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. To get a couple missions, and what I said last week about it's telling, it's telegraphing all the ways you can solve the mission. Mm-hmm. I'm, I still don't like the idea that it's telling you these are the ways it can be done. But at the same time, there were a lot of them, which means yes. if one chose to, yeah. Not all of them. I mean, that's obsessive. But like, if I wanted to, I could experiment for many hours on yeah. the first few maps, and that seems worth twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sort of. Uh, I'm I've torn. Kind of but... reconsidered a little bit on Hitman from the things that people have said, and I may end up picking it up in the coming weeks. By people have said, you mean 
freaking OOL chat. Yeah, fucking out of lies been chatting about it too much. Um, making it sound excellent. Fucking Lucy, do yeah. one. Go away. Not <laughs> making um, me buy games. So, I mean, that's why I suddenly had a... Like, originally, I was just divesting myself of excess keys because I just don't need to hoard things. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, I need to buy this game and I need to work my way <laughs> towards it. And I'm getting close. Yeah. Although, yep. what's nice is it takes at least a week for the money to clear. Okay. So, in case they, like, ask for a refund or whatever. Mm-hmm. G2A just says, this is your balance, this is your available balance. Just like a deposit on a bank. Yeah, yeah. Like a check. Um, so, I think I only have, like, 17 euro available. Mm. But, essentially, In a week's 40, time you'll have, yeah. yeah. Which means, I can hit that sort of threshold of, this is the game I want. I have the money. Mm-hmm. And then I have days in which I can't buy it. Yep. Which means I can reconsider. Yes. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. It seems like a good approach um, to, to and have towards it. What will really get me is, um, depending on how dynamic and how entertaining the uh, multiplayer content is, mm-hmm. I might not get it simply because I can get it with credit on PC, but I don't know anyone who plays it on PC, so why would I yeah. buy it? Yes, well, we should have to work out whether you can actually cross-platform with the game yeah. for you to be able to decide. Um, so we shall finish for another week. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your beer of the week? My beer of the week, I think, was the first one, which was the Lady Godiva, the light golden ale. Um, uh, both beers were by Warwick Beer Company. Do you think that's because of her tan? It may have been. She's not showing any uh, boob on the label, so I'm not getting anything from that. But I think it's definitely um, a little easier to drink. Yeah, a little lighter than the um, the other one, which is Shakespeare's County. A little lighter than that. Um, definitely a sessionable beer, which I could I could drink all day, and that's one of my big hits with the sort of the beers that I um that I want. Yeah, to you drink. Do, you you do seem to prefer a sessionable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like definitely. a beer is good to you if you can have three or four and still like it. Completely, and I do like my bigger flavors um, and, and stuff, but I, I like consistency and I like being able to just you know. Say that I, I think, I think we're, a few of them. we're on the same page where it's like, if I buy a six-pack, go home, invite a mate over, I want to just enjoy whatever yeah, amount yeah. of those beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's actually why I quite dislike sort of the cheaper, some of the bigger-named uh, North American beers, including Keith's, um, which is the local uh, Halifax right. national market beer, mm-hmm. um, because it's just... I can have one or two, but I'm never going to have more than that because yeah, it's just yeah. so bland and kind of watery. So what was your favorite beer of this evening? Um, so it's on a day-to-day one. level, I would say the bitter, but just because yeah. it's a bitter and not a weird spruce thing. Mm-hmm. The spruce beer is <laughs> an excellent beer, really obviously unique. Um because it's so strong and it comes in a 650 milliliter bottle, but a third of the way through, sort of the things that make you question it have faded away due to um, taste saturation and alcohol. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't, I don't know if I would. I don't know when I would seek it out. I I have come to the conclusion at the end of those 650 milliliters that I probably would at some point be like, I'd like this. Um, but. So I'd say the spruce beer, but in a way that doesn't probably won't increase their sales in any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. It's a better um, beer, but it's 
a beer that's so niche mm-hmm. that despite the fact that it's better than the best bitter, I would probably pick the best bitter in more circumstances. Okay, okay. Good, good. Um, so, we are tanked up for oh. another week. How could you reach us? Um, you can reach us in lots of different ways. Remember, we're part of the Out of Lives Network, so you can go and follow those guys on Twitter at Out of Lives Pod. We on Twitter are tanked up underscore cast. I'm at Nova underscore 47. I'm at the, at the Omniarch. Um, uh, we also, also got other... No, go, go. I'll have, let you speak. We've got our Facebook page, which I was waffling on whether we should just amalgamate, or sort of melt into the um, Out of Lies Facebook page, and then we got like 10 new likes this week, which for us is a reasonable amount. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's building. Yeah, and to be fair, I think, uh, I mean, again, inside baseball, we could probably post more things, but I like having a tanked up location. Yes. Um, we also have our YouTube page, which um, not only does it have the podcast with a fancy title card, Mm -hmm. Um, but we also occasionally throw gameplay videos or um, where it's us talking over gameplay or (laughs) you and Alex getting drunk while playing. Um, (laughs) Yes. So uh, in the future, I think we're going to try and do more of those things. So stay Mm -hmm. tuned on the YouTube channel. Uh, Oh, you could always review us on iTunes because apparently that, puts us higher in the ranks and gives us a better reach so if you think more people should hear our shenanigans do that and um otherwise i think have a very friendly week yes definitely we shall catch you next time goodbye ciao you know we're not trying to create the most professionally sounding best planned out podcast Exactly.